Chapter thirty six of The Legacy of Cain. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Warren Cotty, Gurney, Illinois. The Legacy of Cain by Wilkie Collins. Chapter thirty six The Wandering Mind. For the moment, the minister disappointed me without speaking without even looking up he took out his pocket-book and began to write in it constantly interrupted either by a trembling in the hand that held the pencil or by a difficulty as i imagined in expressing thoughts imperfectly realized his patience gave way he dashed the book on the floor my mind is gone he burst out oh father in heaven let death deliver me from a body without a mind who could hear him and be guilty of the cruelty of preaching self-control i picked up the pocket-book and offered to help him do you think you can he asked i can at least try good fellow what should i do without you see now here is my difficulty i have got so many things to say i want to separate them or else they will all run into each other look at the book my poor friend said mournfully they have run into each other in spite of me the entries proved to be nearly incomprehensible here and there i discovered some scattered words which showed themselves more or less distinctly in the midst of the surrounding confusion the first word that i could make out was education helped by that hint i trusted to guesswork to guide me in speaking to him it was necessary to be positive or he would have lost all faith in me well he said impatiently well i answered you have something to say to me about the education which you have given to your daughters don't put them together he cried dear patient sweet eunice must not be confounded with that she-devil hush hush mr gracedew badly as miss helena has behaved she is your own child i repudiate her sir think for a moment of what she has done and then think of the religious education that i have given her heartless deceitful the most ignorant creature in the lowest dens of this town could have done nothing more basely cruel and this after years on years of patient christian instruction on my part what is religion what is education i read a horrible book once i forget who was the author it called religion superstition and education empty form i don't know upon my word i don't know that the book may not oh my tongue why don't i keep a guard over my tongue are you a father too don't interrupt me put yourself in my place and think of it heartless deceitful and my daughter give me the pocket-book i want to see which memorandum comes first he had now wrought himself into a state of excitement which relieved his spirits of the depression that had weighed on them up to this time his harmless vanity always as i suspect a latent quality in his kindly nature had already restored his confidence 
with a self-sufficient smile he consulted his own unintelligible entries and made his own wild discoveries ah oh, yes m stands for minister i come first am i to blame am i god forgive me my many sins am i heartless am i deceitful my good friend not even your enemies could say that thank you who comes next he consulted the book again her mother her sainted mother comes next people say she is like her mother was my wife heartless was the angel of my life deceitful that i thought to myself is exactly what your wife was and exactly what reappears in your wife's child where does her wickedness come from he went on not from her mother not from me not from a neglected education he suddenly stepped up to me and laid his hands on my shoulders his voice dropped to a hoarse moaning all struck tones shall i tell you what it is a possession of the devil it was so evidently desirable to prevent any continuation of such a train of thought as this that i could feel no hesitation in interrupting him will you hear what i have to say i asked bluntly his humor changed again he made me a low bow and went back to his chair i will hear you with pleasure he answered politely you are the most eloquent man i know with one exception myself of course myself it is a mere waste of time i continued to regret the excellent education which your daughter has misused making that reply i was tempted to add another word of truth all education is at the mercy of two powerful counter-influences the influence of temperament and the influence of circumstances but this was philosophy how could i expect him to submit to philosophy what we know of miss helena i went on must be enough for us she has plotted and she means to succeed stop her just my idea he declared firmly i refuse my consent to that abominable marriage in the popular phrase i struck while the iron was hot you must do more than that sir i told him his vanity suddenly took the alarm i was leading him rather too undisguisedly he handed his book back to me you will find he said loftily that i have put it all down there i pretended to find it and read an imaginary entry to this effect after what she has already done helena is capable of marrying in defiance of my wishes and commands this must be considered and provided against so far i had succeeded in flattering him but when thinking of his paternal authority i alluded next to his daughter's age his eyes rested on me with a look of downright terror no more of that he said i won't talk of the girl's ages even with you what did he mean it was useless to ask i went on with the matter at hand still deliberately speaking to him as i might have spoken to a man with an intellect as clear as my own in my experience this practice generally stimulates a weak intelligence to do its best 
we all know how children receive talk that is lowered or books that are lowered to their presumed level i shall take it for granted i continued that miss selina is still under your lawful authority she can only arrive at her ends by means of a runaway marriage in that case much depends on the man you told me you couldn't help liking him this was of course before you knew of the infamous manner in which he has behaved you must have changed your opinion now he seemed to be at a loss how to reply i am afraid he said the young man was drawn into it by helena here was miss jillgall's apology for philip dunboyne repeated in other words despising and detesting the fellow as i did i was forced to admit to myself that he must be recommended by personal attractions which it would be necessary to reckon with i tried to get some more information from mr gracedew the excuse you have just made for him i resumed implies that he is a weak man easily persuaded easily led the minister answered by nodding his head such weakness as that i persisted is a vice in itself it has led already sir to the saddest results he admitted this by another nod i don't wish to shock you mr gracedew but i must recommend employing the means that present themselves you must practice on this man's weakness for the sake of the good that may come of it i hear he is in london with his father try the strong influence and write to his father there is another reason besides for doing this it is quite possible that the truth has been concealed from mr dunboyne the elder take care that he is informed of what has really happened are you looking for pen ink and paper let me offer you the writing materials which i use in travelling i placed them before him he took up the pen he arranged the paper he was eager to begin after writing a few words he stopped reflected tried again stopped again tore up the little that he had done and began a new letter ending in the same miserable result it was impossible to witness his helplessness to see how pitiably patient he was over his own incapacity and to let the melancholy spectacle go on i proposed to write the letter authenticating it of course by his signature when he allowed me to take the pen he turned away his face ashamed to let me see what he suffered was this the same man whose great nature had so nobly asserted itself in the condemned cell poor mortality the letter was easily written i had only to inform mr dunboyne of his son's conduct repeating in the plainest language that i could use what miss jillgall had related to me arrived at the conclusion i contrived to make mr gracedew express himself in these strong terms Quote, i protest against the marriage in justice to you sir as well as to myself we can neither of us content to be accomplices in an act of domestic treason of the basest kind End quote. in silence the minister read the letter and attached his signature to it in silence he rose and took my arm i asked if he wished to go to his room he only replied by a sign 
i offered to sit with him and try to cheer him gratefully he pressed my hand gently he put me back from the door crushed by the miserable discovery of the decay of his own faculties what could i do what could i say nothing miss jillgall was in the drawing-room with the necessary explanations i showed her the letter she read it with breathless interest it terrifies one to think how much depends on old mr dunboyne she said you know him what sort of man is he i could only assure her after what i remembered of his letter to me that he was a man whom we could depend on miss jillgall possessed treasures of information to which i could lay no claim mr dunboyne she told me was a scholar and a writer and a rich man his views on marriage were liberal in the extreme let his son find good principles good temper and good looks in a wife and he would promise to find the money i get these particulars said miss jillgall from dear eunice they are surely encouraging that helena may carry out mr dunboyne's views in her personal appearances i regret to say what i can't deny but as to the other qualifications how hopeful is the prospect good principles and good temper ha ha helena has the principles of jezebel and the temper of lady macbeth after dashing off this striking sketch of character the fair artist asked to look at my letter again and observed that the address was wanting i can set this right for you she resumed thanks as before to my sweet eunice and don't be in a hurry i can make myself useful in another way oh how i do enjoy making myself useful if you trust your letter to the basket in the hall helena's lovely eyes capable of the meanest conceivable actions are sure to take a peep at the address in that case do you think your letter would get to london i am afraid you detect a faint infusion of spitefulness in that question oh for shame i'll post the letter myself End of chapter 36 Recording by Warren Cotty, Gurney, Illinois